Hey, welcome. My name is Dan Takoda, and I am here. I'm just, you know, I'm being obedient to God. And I really feel as though uh, what God is saying in this hour is that we need to get people back on track with Him. We need to get people back into relationship with Him. This past weekend, uh, we celebrated Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And just like we would at a, a normal January 1st New Year's event or so, we, we might make those resolutions. And so one of the things that I was praying about yesterday as I was out uh, just doing a nature walk there is I really was praying about this new year. What does God want from me in this new year that we're going into? And I felt like he was saying that he's looking for, for obedience, for for listening and obeying. He's looking for us to listen to his voice and then obey his voice. And one of the things I want to share with you today is just that. And we're going to look at the, the story of Abraham in the Bible here. We're going to start in chapter 12 of Genesis if you want to follow along. But one of the things that God was really impressing on me as I was walking was just in this new year, there is a, a level of commitment that he is looking for from us that's different than the ones previous we might have been able to kind of skate by on some other things but now it looks as though or it feels as though god is saying it's time for my people to listen and obey and so i want to speak to you today about listening and obeying and then i want to share with you something else that god really pointed out to me because because maybe Maybe you are one of those people who you follow after a God, but what comes of it? What, what legacy is left behind as a result of it? So I'm going to share with you today some of the things that God has been showing me as we, get, as we come into this new year. So again, I'm, I'm going to be reading from Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to start in verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, and this is back when he was still Abram, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the, families on, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran, and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp besides the, beside the Oak of Morah. At that time, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. In verse 7 then. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give you this land, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the, hill, in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. 
So here's what I want us to look at in this first portion here, is Abram's obedience. And one of the things that we see, uh, that I was just talking about, how God called Abraham, and Abram obeyed. God is wanting us to be, he's wanting us to be those who are going to listen to his voice and, and obey. He says in his word, when Jesus is, is, is walking on the earth now, he says, my sheep know my voice. This whole, this whole fact of knowing the voice means that they are in tune with what the shepherd is saying. They know his little calls. They know maybe maybe there's some kind of secret language between the shepherd and, and, the, and the sheep. Some little clicks, something like that. I used to have a cat one time. Um, this was one of my favorite cats I've ever had. I'm not really a cat person, but this one was the bomb. His name was Stuart, all right? So so Stuart, uh, I got him trained on the little clicker, right? So uh, I owned, we had three acre lot at that time. And uh, it was funny because the cat would go out and he would, you know, adventure around the different places within the yard. But I could stand on my porch with that little clicker and he would come running because he knew that that clicker meant food. He knew that that clicker, that the sound of that clicker, no matter where he was, he could be underneath the house and whoop, here comes, here he comes. He could be out in the field uh, and, and uh, you know, an acre and a half away and you'd see him pop up and he'd start bouncing and run into the house. He knew that clicker noise. Do we know, do we know God's voice? That's the first question I think we have to ask ourselves is do we know God's voice? And then if we do, when he does sound that little click, whatever he does, when he says that word to us, when he speaks to us, do we get up? Do we start coming? Do we run to him? As we look at the example of Abraham here, it says that God specifically said in, in chapter Genesis 12, verse 1, leave, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. Well, guess what? It's exactly what Abraham did. Back then, his name was Abram. He gets up. He takes his stuff. We see that he takes Sarah, his wife, or Sarai. He takes his nephew, Lot. He takes all this stuff, all this wealth that he has accumulated, and he picks it up, and he goes. And he travels to the land that God has told him to go to. Doesn't know where he's going. This is part of that great faith that Abraham had. He didn't know where he was going, but he knew that God was calling him to go somewhere. And so he picks up and he goes. He listens and he obeys. Exactly what God is telling us to do these days. But as we continue to look at the life of Abraham, we find that there are these other moments where God is asking him to have faith. And Abraham does it. How much faith do we have? First, how much, how much do we listen to what God is saying? And then, how much faith do we have to react to what God is saying? Abraham got up, left all the stuff he knew to go to a new place that God was calling him to. If we continue on, we continue to see how, how Abraham has faith and how his faith is rewarded. If we go over to, uh, where is it? Let me see. If we go, if we, if we continue on, we find that there is a time when God is saying to, to Abraham, 
that he is going to give him children as numerous as the stars in the sky. But here's the problem now. Abraham decides that he's going to start doing some stuff on his own. Now, I don't know who's more to blame here, his wife for suggesting it or him for going along with it, but maybe a little bit of both there. But we find that when, when things weren't working the way that Abraham had expected them to work, then he begins to play God himself, one of the most dangerous positions that we can ever be in, right? Because in that, we are basically saying that, that we know a little bit more than God does. So he, he takes Hagar, his wife's servant, and begins to make a family with her, even though that's not God's plan. He begins to, to have these relations with her, and sure enough, to have this child. But it's not the, it's not the promised child that God wanted them to have. This is, a, 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 this is Ishmael. This is not Isaac. This is Ishmael. And if you notice, God kind of gets quiet after that moment with Abraham. There's a little bit of a difference. And it's not until Abraham is 99 years old, 14 years later or so, that God speaks to him again about his child, Isaac, and begins to tell him, count the stars. He reminds him of all this. Remember those stars. I had you go out there and count, and, and I told you you'd have that many uh, offspring. Remember, remember the sand. I asked you to try and count that. You'd have that many offspring. See, Abraham had to go through this this, this phase where he I don't want to say phase. I actually Abraham had to go through this time where he he got back on track with God. Maybe that's what this is for you. Maybe this new year is a great way for you to start because maybe God has asked you to have a little bit of faith and obedience before, and you've kind of done your own thing. Yeah, maybe maybe you started out great. Yeah. I started out, and I was on track with God, and, and, and I listened, and I obeyed, and I did what God asked me to do, and then now something else came up, something different came up, something a little harder came up, it wasn't working in God's time, it wasn't, it wasn't happening the way that I expected to, actually, let me, let me rephrase that, it's not happening in my time, and it's not happening the way that I wanted it to, and so now here I am, and come on, God, where are you? And God's up there still saying, have a little faith in me, right? Come on, this is where we're going to listen and obey, and I'm telling you not to do this, and you're like, well, God, you're just not talking to me, you're not doing things for me, so I guess I got to do it on my own, exactly like Abraham did, and then poof, we make a mistake, we, we, we mess it up. Obedience is what God is asking from us. But honestly, sometimes it is so hard to obey. I'm human. I know. I've messed up. I know. It's sometimes so hard for us to listen and obey what God is saying. But we have to. We have to be those sheep that listen and obey when it comes to the words of our Master. The words of our shepherd. Now, we have some redemption in the story. Don't worry, I'm going to get to that point here. But I wanted us to talk first about the faith of Abraham because it's very key to what we're going through right now. But maybe, like me, you find that, that it does seem sometimes that God is not listening. God... Where's this promise? Where's this 
offspring. Where's this thing? Where, where? You're asking me to have faith. You're asking me to listen and obey. I feel like I've been listening and obeying, and I'm not seeing, not seeing your your plan yet. I'm not seeing your promise yet. When the time was right, that's when things began to happen again. And so we find that in, in chapter 21, we have the birth of Isaac. So finally we get Abraham back on track here. Maybe finally we get back on track here. And that promise that God has given is now starting to come to play. I sometimes wonder, I, mean, I know God is all-knowing, but would it have gone easier for Abraham? Would it have come sooner for Abraham? Not having to wait till he was 100 years old. Would it have come sooner for Abraham if he had continued to listen and obey and not get wrapped up with Hagar? I don't know. I don't know. I sometimes think that about my own life. You know, I've been through a lot. I've, I've had prophecies given to me. I've had words. Uh, I've had all these things come to me as well. And I sometimes sat there and said, God, did you forget about me? Did you, uh, you know, you said this? I got a word when I was nine years old about being a pastor, right? Now, here I am. I'm going to be honest. I'm 45 years old. And I don't have a church or anything. I have, I have an ordination. I have all that type of stuff. I don't have a church so does that mean that God has forgotten about me? No. But I sometimes wonder, the mistakes that I made along the way, between years 9 and 45, did they somehow stall the blessing that God was wanting to bring me? Could be. Did Abraham's lack of faith and, and doing things his way stall him? From where he was or where he should have been at that time but the good news is God didn't give up God had made a promise and he keeps that promise God made a promise to Abraham he would have kids at 100 years old in Genesis chapter 21 he's having a kid So what is it that God has told you? Are you listening and obeying? Maybe it's time for you to kind of get right. We really don't know what happened in those 14 years there, other than Ishmael was born and grew up. There was some conflict there in the family. When the time was right, maybe better to say that when the time was, was right, in the aspects that Abraham got right with God. Then, God began to do his things again. Now maybe you already are right with God. Who's to say? Are you, are you listening and obeying? Are you doing what God is asking you to do? I know for myself, I had to get right with God. I've been in church all my life, but that doesn't mean I was doing everything right. That doesn't mean that I was listening and obeying every time that God spoke. No, I, there were times when God spoke, and I'm like, mm, yeah, don't know. Don't know about that one. So I wasn't being obedient. 
I wasn't hitting that clicking noise like my cat. But we find in Genesis 21, the Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. Remember, she was 90 years old. This happened at just the time God had said it would, where they had received uh, those, those, those three visitors who had come and said that a year from now, Sarah's going to be giving you a baby. And she laughed about it because she thought, well, that's funny. Eh, I'm not 90 years old, right? Sure enough, it happens. In verse 3, And Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham uh, circumcised him, and God, as God had commanded, Abraham was a hundred or Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, "God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me." Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. Here's what's great about this story. <clears throat> that promise did finally come. But it took some faith and it took some obedience. And it took Abraham hearing God's voice and obeying. There were some other things that had to be worked out there as well. But then how about this? We skip over one chapter when we had just had Isaac being born in Genesis 21 and now we look at Genesis 22 and this is where Abraham's faith is tested this is where we have up on the hill there that Abraham is having is being asked by God to sacrifice his son the one that he's been waiting all these years for and now God is saying eh Abraham I need you to I need to test you I need to I need to see where you're at. Abraham, I need you to listen and obey. But I want to point out something here. It says in verse 22, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. And that word right there, that, that phrase, here I am, this is actually a Hebrew word. And it means, it's, it's hineni, and it means, here I am, ready to listen ready to obey, ready to respond. If you notice before, now this is the different kind of Abraham now, but before God ever told him what he was going to be doing with Isaac, he's already saying, here I am, ready to listen, ready to obey, ready to respond. I want you to go sacrifice your son. Oh. Okay. Because Abraham has come into such a closer relationship with God. From the time that Ishmael was born to the time now, Abraham has changed. And so now he is being told, I want you to sacrifice your son. Your only son. That's what it says. And I want you, I want you to obey. And Abraham does. Now, as a father, I don't think I could do it. I don't think that I could take my son 
up the mountain sacrifice and my son is 18 so he's just about the age of of what they believe that Isaac was around this time they believe he was in his 20s here and and so I can't imagine taking my son up the mountain there you know we, we get this picture that Isaac was just a little boy no he was again they say he was probably about 20 years old or so when all this happened and so I can't imagine taking my son up the hill who I've already spent time with, who I've loved, and, and I've and I've weaned him, and I've and I've trained him, and I've I've been there as he's grown up. I've been there for those first steps. I've been there for in my my son's case, the first drives and all these type things, those those first band concerts, all that type stuff. I've invested in him, and now I'm being asked by God to sacrifice my son. I don't think I can do it. And yet this is exactly what God is asking of Abraham. Sacrifice your son. Now, I love reading this story because it's not me in this position, right? But I, I love how in this story, Abraham has the faith when he talks to his servant, say, this is far enough for you guys. We're uh, Isaac and I, we are going to go up the hill and we are going to come back. Notice how it says that we are going to come back. Abraham knew come hell or high water, some way or not, God was going to do something and they were both going to come back down the hill. I don't know if my faith is at that point yet. I really hope that it would be if God tested me, but I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know if I could put my son in that position and have that same kind of faith that says we are going to come back down the hill together. I don't know if I could do that, but that's exactly what Abraham does, and we see that that's exactly what happens. So again, I love reading this story, but I don't know if I could live this story. Isaac, I wonder at what point Isaac begins to wonder, huh, where's the lamb? And as his dad says, God's going to provide. And at what point does he realize, oh, I'm the lamb. When Abraham says, did, did Abraham even say, God is telling me to sacrifice you? Or did he just say, son, lay down on the altar? At what point did Isaac realize that he was the lamb? That he was about to be the sacrifice? I don't know. But the good news here, again, Abraham listened and obeyed. Despite what it was, despite the intensity, despite the hardness of what was going on, Abraham listened and obeyed. And we see that, yes, they both walked down the hill. Abraham was instilling a, an example for his son to see. Faith. And what's really great, what I, and I'll wrap up with this here. What's really great is if we jump over to Genesis, Genesis 25, verse 21. I, I love this verse. I, I knew what it says. Sorry, I didn't remember where it was. But I love this verse because this is where we see that, that whole legacy of faith, that whole legacy of obedience, of listening to God's voice and obeying that Abraham had portrayed. Now Isaac is picking up. Isaac is beginning to know, hey, this, this God is a great God. 
and he's beginning to see the effects that happen. He saw the faith of his father. He saw how when God called his dad to something, his dad did it, right? He sees the faith that his dad has. And this is that legacy that is being left for him. And so when we get to Genesis 25, verse 21, this is after he's already married to Isaac, is remarried to Rebecca now. And it says, Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was unable to have children. The Lord answered Isaac's prayer, and Rebecca became pregnant with twins. All right, this is a, a great verse here. Because it shows the legacy that Abraham left. Now, I'm going to ask you this. This is my challenge question. First, what kind of legacy are you leaving? And I'm asking myself this, too, because I'm going to be honest. That this, I, come, I sometimes fail here. What kind of legacy are we leaving for our kids? Are we leaving one that says that, that I know about God? He's a good guy. Sometimes I do what he says. Sometimes I obey. Sometimes I have faith. And sometimes God is like, hey, he must be off this rocker. Are we that kind of person? Or are we the kind of person like Abraham who says, no matter what, God, I'm going to obey. I'm going to purposely be listening for your voice so that I can purposely obey your voice. Are we that kind of person? That's the kind of person we're being called to be, but are we actually that kind of a person? As we come into this new year, God is, is raising that bar. Again, this is the Jewish new year. right? So God is raising that bar, and he's saying, where, where are we at? If I call to you, are you going to listen and obey? Are you going to move from one place to another like Abraham did? Are you going to sacrifice your son like Abraham did? That's what I'm looking for. God is looking for those who are going to listen and obey. Are we those who will listen, who will, who will tune our ears into his voice? What are you saying, God? God. And then are we those who are going to take what we've just heard and move forward with it? It can be hard. I'm not going to lie. It's going to, it can be hard. There are things that God has asked me, and I'm like, are, are you serious? What? You want me to do what? But I don't want to. But that's what he's calling me to. Are we going to listen and obey. The legacy that, that was left for Isaac after watching his father listen and obey was that faith. And that's that same faith. And this is what I want you to catch about that last verse. It was that same example that he saw in his dad of the listening and obeying God, of having faith that what God says is right and will happen, that transpired over into Isaac. And so now he sees that his wife can't have kids, and he's praying for her. And her womb opens. And we don't know how long he prayed, right? Let's be honest. It doesn't tell us how long he prayed. It just says he prayed for his wife. I don't think it would have been just one prayer. But that faith that he saw demonstrated in his dad, now he is 
doing. And his wife now becomes pregnant. Her womb opens. She has twins. Are we going to listen and obey? As we go into this new season, are we going to listen to God's voice and obey even when it might be hard? That's my challenge to you today. Are we going to listen and obey? In this new Jewish year, 5781, God is calling us. He's looking to see our devotion. He's looking to see, are we sheep or goats? Are we those who are listening and obeying? Are we those who are listening and throwing it aside? Or maybe not even listening at all? Which one are you going to be? I'm going to do my best with the, with the help of the Holy Spirit this year to listen and obey. And when God says go, I'm going to go. When God says stay, I'm going to stay. When God says speak, I'm going to speak. When God says shh, I'm going to shh. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be relying on Him the whole time because sometimes it is hard. But I have an example in the Word here of what happens when people listen and obey. And that's what I want. I want to listen and obey. How about you? Hey, this is Dan. Thanks for watching. See you again Wednesday.